Good evening. This is Edward Nan, and it is Thursday evening, the 16th of April. Uh, we've been meaning to begin our posts a lot more frequently, um, but it's been in the works, you might say. Uh, just like all of us are in the works. And uh, that has continued. So, Lord, we ask your blessing. Uh, actually, not your blessing. We ask for your dynamic impartation that transforms us and changes us. This is our time. And this is your time. Lord, this is the time that you are to receive your inheritance in the saints of light. We are the saints of light. Father, you are the Father of lights. This is the time that you are to receive your inheritance, and we are to receive our inheritance. So no, we don't just ask for a blessing. We ask for a dynamic impartation that transforms us. We ask that our eyes might be opened and the shackles removed, that we might see you, not just see things of spirit, you know, I'm not interested in that type of eyesight. You know, when I was young, it was always about, oh yeah, I want to see all these things. But that doesn't change you. What changes you is when you see Him. And that is the eyesight that we seek, Lord, to see you and to change, because this is our day of transformation. We just came through a portal or a window of time called the Passover, but that had, didn't end because it was a chronology or a date associated with it. So you say, well, this is Passover, this is not. You know, granted, there might be a vortex in the spirit. I'm not really sure about what there was or was not this time around, this year. So we lose the word and we lose our change because this is the time now. So <clears throat> it's been interesting to navigate through the garbage and filth being spewed out of the mouth of the dragon. How does that go? It talks about the man-child being caught up in the book of Revelation. Let me see if I can find where it is. Uh-huh, Revelations 12. And there was war in heaven. This is after the... Uh, it was the birth of the son. And the woman fled into the wilderness and had a place prepared by God. It says, and there was war in heaven. Well, I'll tell you this. There is most dynamically war in the heavens. There has been for the last several decades, but nothing like we're experiencing now. The war in the heavens is very, very real. All of this stuff going on this level 
is just garbage upon garbage upon garbage. It was like the last election. I was watching and listening a little bit, and the Lord said, okay, it's time to stop. He called it a very foul term of what was coming out of the mouths of everyone. The media, the, the, those running for presidency, all of it was, was a very foul thing that was flowing out of their mouths. He says, okay, that's enough. You don't listen anymore. And what is spewing into the earth is the greatest amount of uncleanness and foulness that we've ever seen. And it is so apparent. But you have to be careful not to get caught up on all of these things that are driving the children of men as they're being herded, manipulated, and controlled. Really, if you dig into some of the articles, they actually touch on the level of control being manifested now, very specifically. And they're calling it out because that is the plan of Satan. And it said the dragon and his angels waged war. But they were not strong enough and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And we've talked about this. And the great dragon was thrown down the serpent of old who's called the devil and Satan who deceives the whole world thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. You know, there's a couple of things here when you, when, you, when you look at this, depending upon how you want to interpret it by the Spirit. A lot of people look at this as a, a given time. You know, all of a sudden, Satan is dethroned, thrown down, you know, as if it's a single act. But that's not how we've seen it. It has been a progressive he has been progressively being kicked out of the heavens, dethroned after dethroned after dethroned. And that's been going on for quite some time as we've been watching it. During this season of time, it's probably become the most blatant and the strongest that we've, you know, we've seen. I'm trying to catch my thought here. I, I kind of got myself a little bit distracted. But what happens, the, the, the suns are caught up, and we know that. Um, that's what the scriptures say. But it's hard, oftentimes it's very hard to identify with that at the, during the season that it's happening. Because you're, when you're in the midst, it's, it's not Revelations 12. We know that the dragon was enraged with the women, with the woman. And it says, the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and drank up the river which the dragon poured out of his mouth. 
we are seeing so much of this at this point in time. There is so much spewing out of the mouth of the dragon. And what you see is most definitely not the truth of what is happening. All of this coronavirus, uh, you know, all of the rhetoric with the, the, the politicians, all of the stuff going on is just one big distraction. Um, it is happening, and it's part of Satan's agenda, but it's not the reality of what God is really doing here at this time. To me, it comes back to being um, clothed in fine raiment. It's time. I know that we've all been through a great deal in the last period of time. For us, the last couple of months have been very challenging uh, on a, uh, we don't even want to go into the details, but it's been very challenging. And um, we're still kind of getting our, our, bear, our bearings back um, after having gone through some things that uh, definitely were uh, quite a test. But um, this is the time for us to enter in. And <clears throat> the difficult thing that we've been wrestling with has been getting a breakthrough into this next level. Um, <clears throat> I, I can't even say uh, where we're at in it, except once again, we've gone as far as we can go. And we're not into going through rituals, going through, uh, you know, programs or, or anything. We're looking for a substance of that which we bear witness to in our spirit, but have yet to break through the levels of resistance that we're finding right now. And that resistance is not so much within us as it is externally being projected toward the saints of light right now. So, <clears throat> where do we go from here? Well, I don't think we're going anywhere until he meets us. If we have to stand fast, then that's what we do. There is so much more that is unfolding in the spirit realm. And it's a matter of getting a handle on it and executing what needs to be done. 
I know that we, start, we, we talked a little just recently about the rain of salt, and that most definitely is happening. Whether or not this phase of the rain of salt continues or phases out, being replaced by another, remains to be seen. But I know this, that we've only scratched the surface of the testings that are coming upon the face of the earth. And that's just how it is. I think, was it um, the word that came to the Philadelphia church, if you remember? It says, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, he was holy, who is true who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and shuts and no one opens, says this, I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door, which no one can shut, because you have a little power, and have kept my word, and have not, de not denied my name. And there, there's a great deal being said in verse 8 because there are not that many of the virgins walking who have really kept his word. So many have abandoned it or have put it on the shelf or have worshipped it, but they haven't really kept it. You know, God wasn't looking for someone that would just bury it in the ground and then, you know, come back and say, okay, so what fruit do you have in you? And they unbury it. Well, here's the word, but there's no fruit. I forget what parable that is in the Gospels. You remember where the, the, the landowner <clears throat> was wise and, and gave uh, some of the far farmers, pardon me? Talents. Uh, talents. And they uh, were to, you know, get a return on it. Several did. One of them buried it, and when the ta when the master came and the guy dug it up and said, "Well, here you go. You, what you gave me, I gave you back." The master was obviously very displeased, and you know that uh, applies across the board. And unfortunately, that's a lot of Christianity. At the very best, maybe they've held on to it and buried it, but they haven't really embraced it, walked in it, and borne fruit back to the Lord. Anyway, so verse 9, Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. I will make them come and bow down at your feet and make them know that I have loved you because you have kept my word of my perseverance, I will also keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell upon the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown you realize that even as we stand now, 
we have a crown. We're not necessarily waiting for the, the final moment of ascension when we're seated at the right hand of the Father to receive a crown. The process of the cross and the dying out and everything that God has put us through that we have embraced and died on has brought forth the crown progressively deeper and deeper. I don't know if you've realized that, but every time the work of the Spirit goes deep in your heart, the fruit that comes out of that, well, there's many things, but it's part of, it's, uh, the crown begins to appear. And, you know, the word talks about how we cast our crowns down before him. We are the kings and priests of God. You have a crown now. And that's how God sees you. Even though we struggle to see ourselves that way because we're so aware of our shortcomings. Or we're concerned why he doesn't speak. Why we're not further along when he says we should be. All of these things that we don't understand and don't really add up. And then he comes and says, I love you. And, you know, you are a king and a priest. It just doesn't make sense to the carnal mind at times. But this we've become. He says, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown. This coming quickly is also very interesting because it talks about it in the book of Thessalonians where it says he will come, actually Malachi too, but in Malachi it talks about how he will come suddenly to his temple. And we've talked about resurrection. We've talked about the parousia as it refers to it in Corinthians and Thessalonians, and, you know, the changes that will happen, every eye will see him, you know, uh, the last trump, um, whatnot. And you'll all be changed in the twinkling of an eye. That's great, but there's something happening before that time. What is happening? Malachi is happening. He will come suddenly to his temple. That's the, that's the resurrection life, first fruits. It happens before it happens on a greater scale. And it's those that enter into this first wave that help to bring forth the fullness of the provision that God has for the, his people during this time. So the Revelations 4, Three, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have. He's coming quickly. He is coming suddenly to his temple. Suddenly means you weren't expecting it. You're reaching in, you're believing, and suddenly he comes. And in a moment, there's a transformation. What were the disciples looking for when the Pentecost came? They didn't know. They just knew they were to tarry and wait. And then suddenly, 
tongues of fire came and rested upon them. Suddenly, a change happened, and they were never the same after that. We, too, are right at this precipice. Suddenly, it's the day of suddenly. Suddenly, he comes to his temple. I am coming quickly. I know this is where we are, but it feels like we could be, we're, we're further away from that than ever because it just feels like, God, where are you? You know, where are you? Because we don't realize the level of resistance that has been focused against the saints of light during this time. And it's going to get stronger and stronger and stronger because the, 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 the what's flowing out of the mouth of, the, of Satan that's spewing into the earth is going to continue to create such a dark paradigm on the face of the earth coupled with the purifying that is happening, people are going to gnash their teeth and cry out for the rocks to cover them because they're not going to be able to deal with what's coming. Anyway, that's the word for right now. I... Um, I knew the Lord would speak something when I turned the mic on, but it's been that difficult the last several weeks. Okay, Lord, what do you want to speak? And he's not speaking. Finally, it's, okay, you know what? We have to force his hand. So tonight, I'm forcing his hand. Lord, I'm just forcing your hand. You, you speak. You speak. You tell us. Where are we? How are we positioned? What do you want us to do? What do you want us to focus on? I know that we're Joel's army, but is it time to move, you know, demonstratively in, in those areas? I don't think so. Not yet. We're waiting for that suddenly to come. I loose his appearing to all of you and to Anne and I. I loose his appearing. I loose his transformation. It is the time. It is the time. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you. It's going to get ugly, but for the saints of light, glorious. Amen. <laughs>